Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they launched their businesses. Before we get started with today's guest, please follow Rami's Instagram account and subscribe to his YouTube channel so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you'd like to watch previous episodes, simply click on Rami's IGTV section or visit the YouTube channel to watch those episodes. If you'd like to get more information and analytics about each guest, simply click on the website link in Rami's bio. Now, let me spend a moment to introduce today's guest before Rami gets started. Today's guest is the co-owner of Amazian Wedding Studio. This wedding studio focuses on high-end wedding dresses and nightgowns, as well as affordable theme and destination luxury photo shooting. They fulfill the demand of formal dress taste in Germany. Join Rami in welcoming her to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Without further ado, are you ready to take it to the top? A few moments later. All right, uh, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. We're on episode 10 of Taking You to the Top. That's great. Thank you, Rami. And 10 is a really good number uh, with Chinese ketchup. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so to, to get us started, if you don't mind introducing yourself and maybe take us back from the beginning, tell us where you're from, where you started your journey, and how it led you to becoming the co-owner of your wedding studio. Yes, my pleasure. Uh, well, I am originally from China. Uh, I grew up uh, in, in the province Jiangsu, close to Shanghai one of the uh, most uh, ancient uh, city uh, in China. And uh, the capital was also the capital of China back to old days for Sixth Dynasty. And then I had my bachelor study in Beijing. And then um, I finished two masters in Frankfurt School of Finance and Management. Um, and then I was also doing M&A and, uh, you know, solar module trading. Um, but uh, however, after all this experience, um, I realized uh, to a certain age, uh, what can bring more passion of me or what I'm really good at or better than the others. Um, okay. I, should, I should say wedding planning. And also the business I started last year, one step before, but that's a, yeah, that's a great combination. <laughs> okay. So actually, the, how many years ago did, was it that you moved, did you move to Germany? Uh, around 12 years ago. Um, the first time I was here, actually during my bachelor study, I okay. won the chance, I was selected as exchange student in uh, Black Forest. 
and then I went back to Beijing and then I decided to further my study in, in Germany because I feel uh, I can really learn a lot of things. And um, I think I feel my spirit fit here. <laughs> sure. And uh, I noticed that since you're the co-owner, who's your, who's the other owner? Uh, the other owner, I got to know her uh, when I was living in a small city uh, beside Frankfurt years ago. Um, and uh, um, she was in charge of uh, purchasing wedding dresses, but now she's uh, dealing with her two kids and family. So now mostly I'm dealing with the wedding business. Um, and for wedding planning, I'm in charge of it. All right. And these dresses, are they handmade or are you ordering, ordering them pre-made from somewhere? Yes, yes. Actually, uh, we selected the wedding dress in case they fit our image, especially fit the image of the destination wedding planning I'm trying to build that time. Yes. Uh, that's Rosa Clara. Uh, that's a very exclusive um, Spanish brand, everything's produced in Barcelona or close to Barcelona uh, with European made laces and handmade uh, and tailor design. So it's like one well-known football player, um, his wife was uh, wearing it. Okay. So it's probably quite easy to sell if you have that kind of uh, case studies to back it up. Mm, yeah, yeah, it helps a lot. Um, but our purpose is not to sell the dresses. Actually, right. um, uh, it's the wedding planning is, side. Yes, yes, that's just the one element of it. But uh, okay. that, of course, also fit has to fit our standard. Well, I guess uh, taking us to the next section, if you could tell us like the entire range, if you could tell us what's the goal of your company, what are you trying to achieve? and where you plan to head with the business. Yes, sure. Uh, I have to say this business is actually like Atelier. Uh, it's not some uh, huge, great business, right. but uh, it brings, uh, of course, a great taste and greater view. Um, and I would like to see um, my plan about wedding business because I'm also in a high-end offline matchmaking business for marriage-minded okay. singles. Um, so for wedding business, actually my plan for the coming years is every year uh, I can plan five tier 10 very exclusive high-end weddings with their own soul. Um, it's kind of like art piece. That's also why some Chinese companies asking me to do the demo weddings for the Chinese clients they have. Um, and I really like to combine the culture, but with, um, of course, concentration of um, Western style um, to express the beauty of the Western wedding culture and also to, um, to combine the great beauty of wedding and the local culture and the local locations especially. Like the uh, background you can see, that's a wedding I planned in 2018, uh, in close to Neuschweinstein, the okay. new Schweinkassel. Uh, and 
because in the castle it's not allowed to take photos but i had the exclusive uh, propose everything and some photos uh and this one is the wedding ceremony we had uh in the fusion museum just on wow. the feet of the, of the castle very nice i mean I, i'm sure you don't these opportunities are not so common to be allowed to set up a wedding in a castle or is it i'm not sure um I mean, it's not easy. You need to, of course, get all well connected, approved uh, with the local authority. And also, you know, there's a big process and that's why um, I could make my business. Uh, and also um, there is the taste you have to fit because even at the same place, even uh, people can still enter after a certain process it is not uh, necessarily you can have the same um how can i say uh, height or uh, taste or the you know exclusive soul of your love story to express it uh, of a wedding so that's why it's also how i can do it um like exclusively for myself <laughs> sure okay that's that's fantastic i mean if also when you when you started the company was it uh did you fund the company yourself or did you have to raise some capital to start your uh, company? Yes, actually we, we were doing it self-funding because as I said, it's like uh, Atelier. Uh, so before, because of the business I've done, uh, I have some capital myself already okay. because I was dealing with solar. I, I read you are also from energy business. I am, <laughs> So yes. yeah, I, when I was a student, I was already doing solar uh, in 2008. So sure. uh, although I'm not that old yet, but I belong to one of the pioneers in European market. <laughs> okay. Um, and, I mean, uh, that's, yeah. that's definitely something I would like to talk to you about, but possibly after the show. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, um, yeah, please. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why also I got great support of my family. Um, oh. and understanding, although it's challenging because uh, imagine, you know, investment banker uh, with two masters come to a wedding business. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I slowly prove it uh, yeah. through the things I've done. For sure. And uh, actually, did, did the family give you any capital or it was completely from your previous project? I would like to say at the beginning, no, but uh, during during the building up, especially yeah. when it comes to purchase of some wedding dress, because we purchased the really, really expensive ones. Mm -hmm. So uh, a small portion of it, they've, uh, they've helped me. But at the beginning, mostly, um, yeah, that's also built on the capital. I and my business partner, uh, we had that ourselves. <laughs> That's great. I mean, the, re the reason I'm asking these questions is the people who listen to this uh, podcast, it's such a wide range. You have founders and CEOs with very well-established businesses, and then you yeah. have entrepreneurs who are just starting. So I kind of, when, whenever I do a, a show, I want to try to see how many businesses can be successful by being self-funded versus, you know, sometimes you have a, 
an absolute need to raise capital, but maybe not. So it's, I mean, so far 10 episodes, nobody has raised capital, which is great news for me. Uh, there was a pause, but I, I, I know your point and actually uh, that's really a brilliant, um, brilliant point of view um, because uh, that is the question when I started business as well. Because before, uh, although I was CEO already in 2014 um, for the solar business, but then after one year and, and more, I uh, built the company just for myself for wedding okay. planning. And uh, uh, I was asking myself, do I want to build a business that I can raise a lot of money and work, uh, you know, with uh, quantity? Or I want a business really, uh, you know, I enjoy and try to see how it can, where it can go. Because the concept is also new, uh, especially in Germany um, as the first one. But uh, internationally, destination weddings already was already well known that that back then. Um, then I was thinking about my situation. I am, you know, because it's a creative business, mm -hmm. uh, and at the beginning, it is very important that I find my signature, or find you know the way or the wedding I want to plan to differentiate to the others. So I was like, okay, leave myself more time, more room. And then I can really concentrate on like the art, art piece and to see where I can go, where I can improve. And later on, um, there will be other chances to raise capital if I want. Um, it also has to do with my private situation. Uh, now I don't have kids yet. So later on, uh, if I'm going to have kids, uh, I would like to to keep the busy part after that. There is a chance to raise uh, capital as well, for sure. Makes sense, definitely. <laughs> so currently, what, what's the team size of your company? How many people do you have working for you? Uh, let's see, according to the experience I had uh, at uh, Deloitte, because we've done lots of M&As, okay. <laughs> and uh, according to the experience with Solar Company, everything, uh, I decided to keep the, you know, I removed the stress a little bit, sure. um, and I am trying to control the quality. So actually, uh, under the company, officially, it's just me and my business partner. But okay. when it comes to wedding, uh, for example, it's like stylisting. I can have 20 and all of them, uh, I have ex good experience to cooperate already. And okay. for photograph, I can also have more than 20 worldwide. And I, I know them very well. I worked either worked with them or know them personally. So this is more or less the way I'm working with. And of course, as a wedding planner from Epic Group, um, that's like the best uh, wedding and event group in the world. Uh, I have also a good price advantage in the industry. Absolutely. So just to confirm you, it's uh, you and your partner uh, are the, like the core team. And then you have 20 stylists and uh, 20 photographers available for any wedding. Yes, it's the, that's an example, of course, as a team, you sure. need a coordinator, you need a videographer, you need a 
people to decorate it and you need the local people. Uh, for example, I planned a wedding in Belgium and in Croatia. So uh, it is always necessary to have some people on the site. Uh, and better not from the location. I love the people from location, but still someone in between, they can do extra work. So, um, and also floristing. So all this, um, I am lucky to be well connected. <laughs> and actually, when you started the company, um, what would you say was your most uh, effective marketing channel to spread the word about the company? Because, uh, this is another one that would help out people who are just starting. They're a bit confused. Should they advertise on Facebook? Should they go on Instagram? What is the most, what has been the most effective channel for you? I would like to see WeChat <laughs> because uh, <laughs> That's fine, as a sure. conversation with Chinese couples, yeah, um, WeChat had me a lot uh, and also word of mouth, but you have to have a channel, you know, let people pass around your information. So and would that be like at like uh, WeChat? <laughs> and that the QR code you have on the screen right now, where does that go to? Ah, this is actually uh, because because of the matchmaking, the new project uh, okay. I started last year. Uh, my one of the I I got involved in the founder institute in Frankfurt. I was okay. uh, luckily selected like uh, nine from. 29 international, uh, you know, founders. And then the uh, one of the lady uh, entrepreneur, there are only two of us. <laughs> she told me, introduced me this link. And I also love to recommend it uh, all the time because here you see, you know, if you scan it, you can just get all my contact information. <laughs> That's very smart. Uh, I think I might, I might add one right here somewhere. Yes, yes, she's, she's also smart. I met lots of smart people there, I'm lucky. <laughs> Great. All right, well, uh, can we wrap up with the famous five? Famous five? <laughs> yeah, the next five it? questions that are coming now. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> so number one, what's your favorite business book? I would like to see, um, very inspiring one was one book I read when I was in my university in China that's uh, called Storytelling from Sanrio. So, uh, storytelling? Yeah, storytelling. And who's the and, author of that? Uh, that's the Sanrio company. Uh, exact name I need to search for it. Um, but yeah, thank you. Uh, because I was in, uh, amazed by how Sanrio started the image of Hello Kitty and the whole series based on Japanese culture and just uh, put it worldwide uh, with really sharp and uh, image. That's uh, brilliant. Great. And number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? uh yes actually a lot but my favorite is still steve jobs um because he's very creative and also i really admire that his marketing strategy is amazing because it's like you really get addict not addict but you know it's something with your daily life <laughs> for sure i'm an it's apple user myself yes yes <laughs> high five for that <laughs> 
And number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business? I mean, uh, although I mentioned WeChat before, but to be honest, I think uh, to be, because that's what I'm working on right now, to be more international, and especially during right now situation, uh, yeah. you need to have more basis, especially when it's global or international business. So Instagram is absolutely efficient. Um, and also if you are really B2B person, uh, LinkedIn is really great okay. for international and global business. And number four, if you could give your 20-year-old self a piece of advice, what would that be? I thought about it. Um, you know, I'm a person uh, hardly regret, so I would like to see do more sports maybe, <laughs> but I did a, a lot already. Okay, uh, this one, maybe. It's, um, <laughs> it's not actually a regret. It's more like what, what did you wish you knew when you were uh, 20? Um, 20 years ago, I'm 30, 33 now, <laughs> and then 20 years ago, 12. So I would uh, like to tell me, okay, grow up well, learn well. Uh, when you grow up to uh, uh, 20, 30 years old, you can just uh, find some offline matchmaking service and, you know, try to get more professional uh, information about, also about your private life, because in China, it's all about study, you know. <laughs> Right. Especially during my generation. <laughs> and the final question is, how many, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, I would like to see when, when I was extremely busy, especially last year I have to do two business and especially promoting the new one, I slept really four months, it's only four hours every day. Oh, wow. And now? Um, and now it's getting better. Uh, if I'm busy still for hours, uh, but during weekends I can sleep eight hours and uh, daily, normally, on average six hours, it's already great. Average six, okay. We'll go but with I average do, six. I do relax myself for balance. <laughs> it's just sure. not necessary to be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I know you're very busy. You have uh, two businesses to run, so really I thank you for your time. Uh, it's my great pleasure, and uh, thank you for your time as well, Remy. Thank you very much. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com.